Welcome to the Reality Check Podcast. I'm Zachary Phillips. In today's episode, I want to talk about defending your mental state with everything you've got. So, when people ask me for advice, I often tell them that they need to look after themselves first. They need to put their mental state in front of basically anything else. Now, obviously, there's exceptions to that rule, but as a general rule, I stand by it. And there's multiple reasons which I want to want to discuss with you. But the summary is is basically, if you're in a bad mental state, you can't help other people. So, no matter how selfless you want to be, and no matter how much of a caring person you are, if you're feeling bad, you might not be able to help the other person. And even if you do, it won't be as good or as on the same level of quality as you would give them if you're in a good mental state. So, for me personally, when I'm not feeling good. I, I, I've talked about it before, but, uh, you know, my, my cognition slows down. My ability to even move, like my, my kinesthetic ability I, drops. I struggle. Everything becomes quite hard. Now, if you add on top of that the need to help someone else, it becomes almost impossible. And this isn't to say I've tried it, and depending on the person and the circumstance, I still will. But... In general, I feel that the advice that I, I'm giving to the person or the help that I'm providing to them is is basically just a bit short. I'm a lot easier to anger. I'm a bit more short-tempered and just just not as insightful when I'm not feeling good. And, you know, when I try and provide advice to people in that regard, I run the risk of hurting their feelings. I mean... You know, I'm, if someone's if someone's vulnerable, and they ask me when I'm in a vulnerable state, I I won't be able to give them the same empathy and the same level of care as I would have in the past, and that they need or that I would like to give them. So when I have done that, I've I know that I've come across and I've apologised afterwards, but I've come across as quite rude, which isn't fair on them, and it's it's just not not a good situation to be in what i've what I've realized that I need to do when I'm in these situations is to let the person know that I am there for them, but right now I'm also suffering, and any advice that I give them won't be my best advice, and that that there is a risk that we'll fall into an argument or that I'll offend them inadvertently and I, I found that that approach helps provided that when I am feeling better, I go to the person afterwards and then offer the offer to lend them my ear and offer them advice. And I don't just mean this as a like a you know a mental health advice thing or help thing. I mean it as a physical help thing. You know, if I'm in a bad place and someone needs me to help them, I don't know, move house for example. You know, when I'm really bad, I I I, I literally am so clumsy that I'll you know walk into a wall. Not that I'm like always doing that but my, my my coordination skills are just so poor I can't think it's just it's just not a good place so you know if I was to help the person they would have to be directing me you know overseeing me like I'm some you know untrained lackey that has no ability to think because in that moment I can't um and I suppose this goes further and obviously with you know if, if you want to apply this to yourself you need to you need to find the balance between protecting yourself and helping others. You know, there's, there's times where I'm, you know, not 100%, but I'm not feeling bad. You know, you'll, you'll still help people. I think the key point is this, is that you need to get to know yourself enough that 
you can work out when you'll be able to provide help and when your comments and contributions will actually cause things to get a lot worse, both both for them and for you. And I, and I suppose a addition to this in terms of protecting your mental state is, you know, this can be something like if people invite you out or there's a social social activity or some description or an extra task at work or, you know, any number of little things that when you're feeling good, you'll just do. If you're in a bad place or if you think that the activity or the person or the thing or whatever it is will put you in a bad place, say no. Ultimately, it has to be you that defends your mental state because really, besides really close family and friends, you you have to have your best interest at heart because no one else will. There'll be times where strangers care and all that sort of stuff, but for the most part, you have to be the one that defends yourself. And like, like I've said, and I'll say it again, from a good place, you can help other people. From a bad place, you can't. If you, if you look at it in terms of a productivity thing, I've... When I was working full-time, I would often take sick days. Not as when I was physically sick, but when I was mentally sick. When I was in a down mental state, I I couldn't do my job properly. I've, I've worked a few different jobs, but most recently I was doing high school teaching. This is about three years ago. Um, I was doing it full-time, and my sick days were reserved for effectively mental health days because I felt that facing a class classroom full of children when I was in a bad place just just would have done my head in in a way that I couldn't couldn't have handled but also I couldn't have taught them with the same level of quality and ability that I would have liked to I although I was a fairly nice teacher if I was in a bad mental place I would be a bit more snappy and a bit quicker to take it personally when kids were just being kids, you know, talking in class and that sort of stuff. So I thought it was in everyone's best interest for me to take those days when I needed to take those days. And coming to now, I'm doing a whole bunch of different jobs, but I've, I've learned that when I need to rest, I have to take those rest days. If that means I miss a gym workout or miss a social gathering or miss a jujitsu session or just literally stay at home and read a book for the day. If that's what I need to do, I'll do it because ultimately my mental health is all that I've got. And 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 really, I suppose the really important thing, if you consider what a mental health or what your mood effectively does for you, it's your mood or your mental state is how you judge the world and how you judge the things that are happening in the world. So I'm sure you've had this experience where someone has said something or something's happened when you're in a good mood and you've rolled with it, you've gone with it, it might even be pleasurable. But if the same thing happens when you're in a bad mental place, it might have angered you, it might have stunted you, you might have been ruminating on it the whole time. And and if you think about it, your mental state will put sort of like a taint or a guise or like a... It's like it changes the lens that you're looking at the world through. So everything that you see, do, touch, taste, smell, interact with will be changed or altered ever so slightly by the mood that you're in. So with that in mind, it's it's always a good idea to try and guard your mental state with as, uh, as much zeal as you possibly can, because if you don't, you'll end up looking at the world itself in a negative way because you're feeling negative. So 
you know, do give yourself permission to rest and relax. Do give yourself permission to take a day off if you need it. But on the other side of things, you need to find the balance between what is a mental health affliction and what is, I suppose, for lack of a better word, laziness. Um, so for me, I I really try and get a lot done in my day. I'll try and exercise in the morning and meditate and write and then do whatever work needs to be done and go to jujitsu afterwards and a whole, a whole bunch of other stuff, you know, house chores. So, so I'm always trying to get a lot done. Um, maybe, maybe I'll, I'll be reading about, you know, different things I'm trying to learn, for example, but you know, some of those things I'm just not motivated to do. Some days, you know, you get up and you're like, oh, I can't be bothered working out or, you know, I really can't be bothered watching this instructional on whatever it is. So what I'm trying to learn is, is the difference between a feeling of laziness and a feeling of mental affliction, because at first glance, they can feel very similar. In fact, when I'm feeling quite depressed or anxious, I get this sort of feeling of like, I don't want to get up for the day. It's, it's, it's very similar to laziness, but over time I've found a way to sort of see see the difference between it. And that's come with experience. So now when I see that I'm I'm feeling laziness, I I don't use that as an excuse not to act. That's that's a trigger that I need to act more and act aggressively. So for those that know me know that I'm into the Jocko Willink podcast. And he 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 says basically attack the day with aggression. And not like anger, but like if you've got a task, just get it done and get it done quickly and effectively. Just get it out of the way and do it. So when I realize that I'm being lazy, I try to approach it in that regard. However, like I've, like I've said, I really like to balance, balance that with working out if it's a mental affliction. Because if, if doing the activity will make me worse, I will take the rest day. I will do something that will help me. So I'd like to hear your thoughts on this. If you want to connect with me on social media, please do. I'm on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram at Zach P. Phillips. And I've also got some um, small YouTube videos up. And I'll put the links to those on the show notes below. And finally, I just want to say thank you to everyone who's purchased my book, Under the Influence Reclaiming My Childhood. The response has been quite amazing. I really appreciate the comments and feedback saying how it's helping you and that seeing my example has helped you to start coming to terms with the trauma and the issues of your past. It's it's something that I never thought um, would happen. I, I started writing it for myself, but I wanted to share it with the world because I was told that it would help people and I'm starting to see that. So if you're interested in checking out my book, please... Um, head over to Zachary-Phillips.com, and from there you can click on the links. Anyway, thanks.